Well, it's that time of year when now we get you set and thinking about, yes, the bowl games. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's great to be with you as always as uh, the Big 12 football season is over, the regular season is over. But I, I don't know about you, I love bowl season. It just, it's right up there. It's part of the holidays, part of the Christmas, New Year's feel. It's your last kind of taste of football. I know, I know they're kind of meaningless and more guys are opting out than ever before. But if you're just a fan of of the game and you're a fan of college football and you're a fan of fun, by the way, like half of these games, I was looking at this the other day, half of these bowl games have a spread of a field goal or less. Something like that. It, it may be close to half or half, but it's like, th- that's just fun. I just want to be entertained by these bowl games. The season's over. It's not changing anything with how a team season went, but it can make you feel good going into an off season, right? Like if you were to look at this year's bowl slate and say to yourself, boy, what would feel good? Well, Iowa State, if it beats Clemson, that will feel good. All right. And um, what else? I mean, West Virginia beating Minnesota in the guaranteed rate bowl would feel would feel good. Oklahoma State over Notre Dame would feel great after Jim Knowles leaves. Baylor capping off a season with a win over Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl would would be icing on the cake. So, and then if you lose a bowl game, I mean, unless you get embarrassed, you kind of just chalk it up and say, "Well, it's off season time. Let's see what we got." You know, that's 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 how I view uh, the bowl season. I I just to downtime a year for most folks. Uh, you're kicking your feet up, you're taking some time off around Christmas, the New Year's, and uh, you're getting to watch college football. And that's just fun. That's why I still like it. Uh, Yes, it's lost a little bit of its luster, especially these New Year's six games because of the playoff, but I I still like it. So let's rank these bowl games from best to worst. Big 12 bowl games, best to worst. This is, I just do this based on most interesting to least interesting. That's all this is. All right, most interesting to least interesting. The most interesting, the best Big 12 bowl game, the Fiesta Bowl. Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, that's on a New Year's Day at noon central time. If you're a Big 12 team, you get into a New Year's Six Bowl, you get to take on a team like Notre Dame, a blue blood, in this kind of an atmosphere, that deserves to be on the number one spot. And for the Cowboys, you know, this is one of those games where, like, First to 17 wins. You get two very good defenses. You have Marcus Freeman replacing Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. That creates a really good storyline. And for the Oklahoma State Cowboys, like it's the last time we'll see the bulk of this historic defense on the same field at the same time. And I'm also curious to see that without Jim Knowles there, who gets the call? Um, Is that person auditioning for the job to kind of keep some – keep things on the same page, right? Keep it all going in the same direction, despite Jim Knowles leaving the program for Ohio State. There are storylines here. And I'm excited to see what Oklahoma State can do against the uh, Fighting Irish. Number two on the best Big 12 football bowl games for the season. Sugar Bowl, Baylor taking on Ole Miss. That's also New Year's Day. That's a late kick, 745 Central Time. Uh, Ole Miss offense against the Baylor defense, that's the fun matchup to watch here. Ole Miss loses offensive coordinator Jeff Levy. He is leaving for the same job with the Oklahoma Sooners. But still, it's the lane train, baby. Lane Kiffin against the steady, cool, calm demeanor 
of Dave Aranda. You got two very different guys on opposing sidelines here. That always makes this fun as well. And anytime a Big 12 team goes up against an SEC team, it's a big deal, especially given the events of the past six months. Let's be honest, that makes it an even bigger deal with Oklahoma and Texas leaving the league or planning to leave the league. And always remember this with an SEC team, all right? When an SEC team loses a bowl game, it's because they no longer care. I want to make that very clear. When an SEC team loses a bowl game, it's because they don't care. That's how it works in this league. Losses mean less, wins mean more. Well, it sure would feel nice if Baylor can hand the SEC one of those lesser-meaning losses uh, because that's that's all it's going to be in the national media's eyes. Oh, Baylor was just jacked up for the game because, well, they, they want to beat an SEC team, and they're the little l- l- the underdog here, and they, they want to beat the big, bad SEC. Uh, always an excuse. Always an excuse. Number three in the list of uh, best Big 12 bowl games. This might surprise some of you, but it shouldn't, all right, because I believe there's a bit of a drop-off here. How about the Liberty Bowl? Between Texas Tech and Mississippi State, Mike Leach going against his old team for the first time since they fired him over 10 years ago. If I was a little drunk right now, I might put this game in the top spot. The potential here is unbelievable. Mike Leach is already talking smack. He's already saying maybe Texas Tech will hand me the check that they owe me from 2009. Um, is he going to be searching for tech chancellor Ken Hans on the sidelines, give him a piece of his mind? Who knows? All I know is this. The storylines around this game make it worth watching. And the Joey McGuire era does get more exciting by the day. What a staff Joey McGuire is putting together for Texas Tech. Tech fans have reason to be optimistic. They have reason to tune into this game. They unofficially start that build towards 2022. Uh, that's exciting. And then you throw in Mike Leach here. And who the heck knows what that means? Jeez. Uh, I can't wait for this game. It's Tuesday, December 28th at 545 Central Time. It, it's such a random game. Usually Liberty Bowl is further down this list. But because of this matchup, I am juiced. I'm juiced for the 2021 Liberty Bowl, baby. Let's go. Oh, boy. Number four best Big 12 bowl game, the Cheez-It Bowl. Iowa State and Clemson. That's Wednesday, December 29th, uh, 445 in the afternoon. This game has a lot of fun storylines. You know, Iowa State, uh, it's the last time that this senior class is going to play together. Brock Purdy, Charlie Kohler, Mike Rose, uh, so many others who changed the trajectory of Iowa State football possibly forever, hopefully forever. And there's no doubt Cyclone Nation is going to show up in full force in Central Florida. And um, anytime a stadium is full for a bowl game, that just adds to the excitement. And I believe that uh, this class, I'm going to soak it all in. Now, I I thought this year would go better for the Iowa State Cyclones. I had them playing for a Big 12 title. That did not happen. Sometimes, though, you know, as we kind of dissect Iowa State, and we can do more of that in the offseason, there's something to be said for sometimes a group of guys just stay together too long. They hit their peak, and there's nowhere to go but down. And there's a lot of reasons that can happen, whether it's lackadaisical, taking things for granted. And I understand hindsight's always 20-20, but maybe this Iowa State team, this, this group of guys, that peak was last year. 
and it was never going to get better than that. And I respect them all for coming back, wanting to play an extra season together, seeing what they could accomplish together. But the reality is it was a letdown of a season in Ames. Preseason top 10 to, you know, not in the top 25 in a Cheez-It Bowl. That's not what anybody expected or predicted. But now you get to go up against a team in Clemson that still was good this year at 9-3. and three. Really didn't get much love, but still was very good. And usually is preparing for a college football playoff. And Davo Sweeney losing both his coordinators. You know, Brent Venables to Oklahoma. His OC went to Virginia. So, like, there's there's an interesting storyline there as well. And um, I think Davo Sweeney is a really fun guy. He's entertaining on the sidelines, and that'll make this game fun as well. Number five for best Big 12 bowl games. The Alamo Bowl between Oklahoma and Oregon. Now, these are two teams. If this was a college football playoff uh, game, it'd be interesting, right? Uh, and and if you told us in September it was going to be a college football playoff game, I would not have been shocked by that. But when it's the Alamo Bowl and both teams were once in the top five thinking they were playing for a college football playoff, a lot of the top players in both teams aren't going to be playing in this game, opting out, preparing for the NFL draft. There's just not a lot of oomph here. Not a lot of juice here. I don't think the fan bases are going to be overly excited about that. So uh, it's it's just that's one of those things where I said to myself, eh, I don't know if this one. Like Iowa State in the Alamo Bowl a couple of years ago, that was a big deal because that fan base, especially at that point in time, typically wasn't getting to Alamo Bowls. So it became this whole thing. San Antonio, OU fans are used to college football playoffs, New Year's Six games, and that didn't happen this year. So, And now with the whole Brent Venables thing, Lincoln Riley thing, I certainly don't know what the enthusiasm is going to be down in San Antonio. But, you know, it'll still be interesting to see what happens between two teams that are typically playing for conference championships or at least winning conference championships, and that did not happen uh, this year. So I got the Alamo Bowl down at number five for most intriguing Big 12 Bowl games. At number six, the Texas Bowl between Kansas State and LSU. That's Tuesday, January 4th at 8 o'clock at night. Can we get the Texas Bowl off of Tuesday, January 4th, which is when everyone is back to work? Like, there's got to be an unwritten rule that bowl games are not scheduled after the Monday following New Year's when everybody's back in the office. It just can't. Unless New Year's Day falls on a Sunday and then on January 1st, um, you know, that's, uh, let's think. If January 1st is a Sunday, then, you know, you want to play some bowl games on Monday, January 2nd, fine, fine. But Tuesday, January 4th, no, 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 no. I, I, come on. Maybe you don't want to go up against Monday Night Football, but... The people that are going to watch K-State LSU in the Texas Bowl are the people that are going to watch K-State LSU in the Texas Bowl. Let's be honest here. You're not really competing with Monday Night Football at that point. You're just, you're just not. Just, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Or just make this game the week prior. Make the Texas Bowl a Friday night, December 30th. I know the, the uh, ESPN wants to spread these bowl games out so there's none interfering with each other. It gives them content around the clock all day, every day between Christmas and New Year's. I get it, but man, you, this is a, this is crazy. So anyway, I got this game at number six, partially because of when it's being played. Uh, and, and, you know, if you're a K-State fan, you're going to take your vacation Tuesday, January 4th, go down to Houston to watch the Texas Bowl against LSU. 
Come on. You're trying to get yourself fired from your job? That makes no sense. The most exciting part of this might be whether or not Brian Kelly does something stupid, like throw on a bad Southern accent or dance ridiculously in, you know, a recruiting video, which if you haven't seen those stories, check them out on the website. Uh, Just beyond bizarre, Brian Kelly's first couple of weeks at LSU, uh, seeing how that's played out. But anyway, that game is number six on the list. And at number seven, the last, the least intriguing game of the Big 12 Bowl games is the guaranteed rate ball between West Virginia and Minnesota. And I'm, I'm sorry, WVU fans, it's nothing to do with you, but there's no juice here. And this game, I, I feel bad for West Virginia fans. I mean, yeah, you want to go to Phoenix instead of Morgantown in late December, no one's going to blame you. I mean, that's a nice little uh, trip away. It kicks off at 10 o'clock your time. So West Virginia fans could be up until 2 a.m. Eastern time watching the guaranteed rate bowl. I, that just sucks. Everything about that stinks. Uh, it's just uh, like the powers that be have to do a better job than putting West Virginia in Phoenix for a 10 o'clock Eastern time kickoff against Minnesota. That is brutal. Unless you've got the money where you just want to get out of Dodge and get some warm weather, get some warm air, go watch a football game. I, uh, unless you're part of that group, which God bless you if you are, there is no reason that this game would be intriguing to you to go, like, watch and go travel to. Uh, So I I feel for you, West Virginia fans. It's a tough spot, but uh, it's got to be last in terms of ranking the Big 12 football bowl games here going into bowl season, which kicks off in just a couple of weeks. Can't wait. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Always great to be with you here on the show. And um, I'm going to tell you, by the way, coming up about how to fix the transfer portal, which is getting completely out of hand, completely out of hand. Before we do that, uh, people ask me, Pete, how can we help your show? Well, there's two things you can do. You can leave a rating and a review on iTunes. Send me a screenshot of it to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. And I'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie. But uh, even better... You can support our uh, advertisers. And at the top of that list is mybookie.com. At mybookie.com, we place all our bets there. We nailed the Big 12 championship on Baylor plus five and a half. And uh, you place your bets and you use our promo code Big 12. That's Big One Two. And you double your deposit at mybookie.com. The interface is great. I've been using them for several seasons. They've been partnered with us here. They're not a you know fly-by-night partner of this show. They've been with us from not quite the beginning, but for the last several years since we were, you know, nobody. Not nobody, but we certainly weren't doing the numbers on the show and the website that we've been doing as of late. They've been loyal to us. We've been loyal to them. And that's what makes this relationship so important to me as well. So if you have uh, not gotten in yet at mybookie.com and you want to get ready for the bowl season, they'll match your deposit up to $1,000 when you use our promo code Big 12 at mybookie.com. Please do go check them out. They're an important part of uh, what helps this show grow every single week, and we appreciate you guys being a part of it and being a part of them. Get set for bowl season and the rest of the NFL season. Mybookie.com, promo code BIG12. That is BIG12. All right, let me tell you about uh, the transfer portal here. It's a mess. Coming, going, leaving, Whenever you want, however you want, I, I, I think it's gotten completely out of control. 
I also think this early signing period is a joke. I think that's why so many coaches are leaving when they're leaving. You know, Brian Kelly's walking away from Notre Dame because, well, if he doesn't leave then, he's got no chance at a recruiting class for this year. That sets him back two or three seasons. You just can't do that, right? So uh, this early signing period, I get it worked for some players, but it's not working for the sport. It's not working for the guys who are on teams right now. That's that's how you pitch this, by the way. It's not working for the guys who are on teams presently. It's putting more value into the uh, high school player than it is putting into the person who was actually on that college football team at that point in time. Whether it's Oklahoma, whether it's Notre Dame, whether it's anybody else who's lost a coach here in the last few weeks because, well, got to get the new guy in before the early signing period because if not, we're screwed. It's just not sustainable for the sport. It's very problematic. Very problematic. And college football's got to do something about it, and they have to do it sooner rather than later. So here's what I would do. Here's how I would fix the transfer portal and the recruiting cycle right now in in college football. If guys want to sign early, all right, you do that in late July, right before camp starts, if you want to do that. If not, and you get a signing day, by the way. The signing period nonsense, it's like, you know, voting. What do we vote for two weeks? Now it's crazy in some places. Sometimes it's longer than that. It's months. There's an early signing day. And then, if not, it's February. Like, this whole middle of December thing is so screwed up. You've got guys that are not only obviously how it affects the on-field product, but you got, uh, you know, seasons ending here Conference championship games in the last couple of weeks. Then you're trying to prepare for a bowl game, but you can't because you got to go hit the recruiting trail. It's just completely out of control. So none of this early signing period before Christmas stuff. It's getting completely out of hand. It's getting nuts. Now for the transfer portal. Here's what you got to do. You can enter the transfer portal after being with a team for three seasons. All right, that's it. Or, Or there's a caveat here. The caveat is, if your coach leaves, if your head coach leaves, then anybody can hit the transfer portal if you've been there for one month, one year, two years, whatever it might be. Then you've got a free pass because all this talk about, well, you're supposed to commit to the school, not to the coach. Nonsense. Nonsense. All right? I mean, that's not how the real world works. Yes, you commit to companies when you get a job, but, you know, in many cases, too, especially – in the entertainment industry or the sports industry, you're committing to a coach, right? You're believing in the coach that you're going to be working with directly. So uh, that's what I would do. Three years in a program, which could be a red shirt in two years, whatever you want to make it into, uh, and then you can hit the transfer portal. Or, Or your coach leaves, you can go whenever you want. Even if you've been there a year or whatever it's been, you can hit the transfer portal. I believe this will help solve a lot of these problems because right now, it's impossible to have a backup quarterback in this sport. Because if you're a four-star backup quarterback at Oklahoma, uh, you're leaving Like if you don't get the starting job most likely in a year or two. You're out. You're done. You're transferring. You're moving on somewhere you can play. And I'm all about guys getting their opportunity to play. I'm not trying to take away. I'm really not trying to take away anything from the players having more mobility. But this has gotten completely crazy. Like, this is, this is more freedom than, than the NFL in many ways or any professional sport. 
because in a professional sport, you sign your rookie contract, you can't just decide you don't you don't want to play there anymore after a year. I know, I know, but Pete, they're getting paid. I understand they're getting paid, but it's a similar idea. You commit to somewhere, you make a huge decision, and if you're unhappy in three months, you can just say, eh, I'm going to go. You can't. It's very difficult to build a program like that. Very difficult to build a program. And I just believe that this transfer portal that I'm all in favor of, all right, I, I want players to be able to do what is in their best interest. Because too far the, too, for too long, the pendulum was swinging the other way, where it was all about what's in the best interest of the schools and the programs and the coaches and the players were left behind. I agree that pendulum needs to even out. But it doesn't need to swing so far back the other way that you're hurting the program in many ways. And you're hurting the coaching staff in many ways. And everyone's scrambling the, to, to fill in for missing pieces they didn't expect to have. And that's how it oftentimes works, right? Anytime that one thing is too far in one direction, we sometimes overcorrect. We overreact. And that's exactly what I believe is happening right now with this transfer portal. It's gotten so crazy and so out of hand that, uh, and you know, it looks like it's benefiting schools like Kansas, by the way. Like the Kansas Jayhawks, I don't know if you saw this story. Uh, the Kansas Jayhawks added a third Big Ten transfer this week. Third Big Ten transfer. They've landed uh, Nebraska running back Sevion Morrison, Michigan State defensive back Callan Gervin, and now Ohio State linebacker and safety Craig Young. You look at a guy like Craig Young, he was ranked as a top 35 athlete in the country in the 2019 class. 6'3", 200, uh, dude's a stud. So, like, this actually works out for, for teams like Kansas, which I'm, I'm happy for them. I just think it's got to level out a little bit here. All right, it's got to level out a little bit, and we got to get this thing to the point where um, everybody is happy, but everybody's also a little bit dissatisfied. Because in the old days... The players were dissatisfied. The coaches were happy. Now we're at the point where the players are thrilled and the coaches and the programs, not so thrilled. Got to swing it back here uh, just a hair. So those are my solutions. I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Our friends at mybookie.com, they will double your deposit up to $1,000 at mybookie.com with our promo code BIG12. That's big one, too. And don't forget, guys, take 30 seconds out. Leave me a rating and a review on this show. And then you send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll get you hooked up with that free Heartland College Sports koozie. The only way to get it, by the way, is leaving that rating and review on iTunes. We appreciate you guys. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care.